99 Jams. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. I hope everybody's feeling awesome. It's your girl, Super Cindy, and welcome to Community Matters. Live in the studio, I have Green Haven Project. I have the whole squad. Good morning, guys. Hey, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> All right, so intro- I'm going to introduce the president, David. Good morning, David. Good morning, sister. How you doing? I'm amazing. And Jorge, the VP. Peace, beautiful people. <laughs> and introduce yourselves one by one, you guys. I go by the name of Bottles, Belafonte. <laughs> what up, what up? It's Legacy. Legacy got bars. Hip-hop extraordinaire. My name is Vigley's Miss Cuba 2010, also known as Cuban Caramel. My name is Takia, also called TK, Takia Dietitian. I'm Carolina Levayan, also Stop 5G Florida. What up, everybody? My name is Annabelle, and also known as Bella. Hello, good morning. My name is Nicole, and that is our board. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. (laughs) So one of you, please explain to me briefly, and then we'll break it down. What exactly is the Green Haven Project? Well, to put it simply, um, the Green Haven Project is basically um, an urban gardening project that we tend to aim and tackle in areas that are considered food deserts. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the times it tends to be, you know, areas of poverty or even the black community. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we feel it's important to, you know, bring and shed some light into these areas that have never, ever seen a garden in their life. And to just basically continue to spread knowledge um, and to continue to facilitate spaces for... um, the youth and for anybody else who's willing to learn. David, you're the president. What's the story behind the Green Haven Project? How did you come <laughs> up with it? Um, well, basically what transpired is uh, we, me and Jorge, we were working at the OIC um, for a little while. Shout out to Talent for Change. Took place was we started, you know, teaching kids there how to grow their own food. And then, but how did you become an expert in that? Like, did you? Oh, I you started read books, YouTube, yeah. college. What <laughs> I started doing research mm-hmm. on, um, just what was going on with the food. Uh, basically, I, I, there was this one hip hop artist named Prodigy from Mob Deep. Hello. I started um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I started watching his interviews, and he kind of changed up his dietary as far as you know him stop eating meat and then going vegan and then from there he started expressing how bad the food is that we eat on a regular day basis Mm -hmm. so i didn't know anything that he was talking about so i decided to start doing research and Mm -hmm. plus a lot of the people that are around me at the time and back then are vegan mm. so i had them in my ear too like and oh, you weren't you know, vegan at the and time i was not okay and not at all okay and, uh, <laughs> you ate everything yeah 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 <laughs> let me get that double triple saying bacon <laughs> cheese. cheese yeah <laughs> what you said <laughs> so um you know i started doing that and you know from there i went into the rabbit hole and i just began to continue doing research and then i'm like okay this is not good this is not for me um, I need to change my dietary. And um, of course, it does with the black community and Hispanic community too, but specifically the black community. A lot of stuff that we eat started from slavery, mm-hmm. you know, during slavery days, as far as them, the, the slave masses giving us 
the the garbage scraps Mm -hmm. of whatever they were eating and because psychologically they had to do with what they had they made it into delicacies and you know what i'm saying the best they could Mm. you know spicing the rotten meat up with you know chitlins Chitlins. and all that yeah i mean it's ridiculous so you know 2019 Mm. we're still in that dietary you know and um i just felt that it was time to change the narrative Mm -hmm. as far as how our people look at gardening and look at farming because you know that one of the first things that i hear when people begin when we begin to talk about you know gardening and learning how to grow your own food you know most people brush it off like as if that's like slave mess you know like mm, they don't want to you don't want to be a cropper or whatever. exactly yeah. you know or that's for the mexicans mm-hmm. you know and i'm just like what like it's crazy you know we live in south florida where you know anything is possible with a category five hurricane Hello. during hurricane season mm-hmm. you know and if god realistically if god forbid anything took place with that and it was a natural disaster and all the food was gone and everyone's looting and there's nothing left what are you gonna do then i'm going to the green haven project (laughs) i have your number david i mean (laughs) how did you first start it like you started getting educated on it Mm -hmm. but what was like your first thing did you start with like a small square and just started planting things or like how did this grow to like this massive where's that now yeah yeah so ironically um i got a phone call Mm -hmm. one morning and um, somebody had property that they wanted to cultivate, mm-hmm. and um, me and George went out there. It was in the, it's in the middle of Overtown, mm-hmm. and because we were already teaching kids in that area how to grow their own food, we basically knew all the children in the community already. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked out hand in hand. Um, we've been out there for a year now, mm-hmm. um, doing what we've been doing as far as teaching the community how to grow their own food. Um, how do you do that? Like, so put me through the process. Like, what do you guys do as a squad of how you're teaching a community who's brainwashed to think a certain way with blinders? And then, because I know the kids are probably like, wow, like it's so dope to learn that because yeah. I find it super interesting. How do you re-brainwash them into the positive stuff? Well, um, one of the things that um, we have as far as the garden goes is just, you know, access to free food. Mm -hmm. Um, So immediately that brings in people. And from there, that allows people to ask questions. Um, so, and it, the free food is what you've grown. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. fresh produce. So all the fresh produce that we grow, we give it back to the community for free. Wow. We don't charge them anything. They can come, um, collect fresh fruits and vegetables whenever they want. As long as one of us are out there, it's all good. And then we also use. Um, the fresh produce that we grow to do homeless feedings as well wow. once a month. Vegan Wh- homeless Where feed- are you guys located? I know it's in Overtown, but like where exactly? Second Avenue. Right in the yeah. middle of Overtown. And it's literally right by um, the famous historical Overtown Bridge. Um, okay. That, yeah, bridge. if you know that sign and you've been in Overtown, it's, yeah. it's like right around the corner. So tell me the process as a team, like what each of you bring to the table. Like you, int- all of you introduced yourselves and everything, but like, what what do what is each of your tasks? Like, what do you guys do? And well, my name is Bartos Belafonte once again, um, and I, I want to speak for everybody that's listening out there. We're, we're not all vegans. Um, I'm still I'm still learning. You're transitioning um, still. I'm, yeah, I'm in the, in the midst of transition, but being but a part. But have you cut back like on? Yeah, that's what I'm going to explain. Being okay. a part of the Green Haven Project, as mm-hmm. you know, it, it brings you amongst people that are you know 
some are masters at it and some are not, but they allows you to help you to transition because you know when you're if you're if you not vegan you always think of like how do i get involved with it and if most vegans are like just become a vegan you know what mm-hmm. i mean so they help like, you to i don't get it how right. can i just cut it right off completely? so you know um they help you to like like take out certain food and just add certain things piece by piece yeah, instead like of like substitute right instead yeah. of eating rice you can make greens yeah you, you can make kale or something like that you but know? you know what i can't even front i went vegan for three months and let me, three whole months, baby. <laughs> and I felt totally different. I lost like the the bloatedness of right, my stomach right. and everything, and I felt better. Right. And then one day I just cheated, yeah, and, then, and I've never looked back. And I'm uh, but I really do. Well, come by the Greenhaven Project one day. No, but you know you. The, the real talk though. Like I don't eat like my regular daily Your diet's food different, is right? not. Yeah, like I'm. I like avocados like oh, crazy. Yeah. I love oh, yeah. salad. I love hummus. Right. I love stu- all so that balance, stuff. Balance. Yeah, the vegan spot, the food mm-hmm. spots, and all that. I'll, I'll choose that before I go and right. just whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a hundred percent like not eating right. meat. I'm probably so. gonna be like you. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you guys have to transition. So, I feel like, and then it'll be become a part of your lifestyle. So what about so, you? Oh, I'm sorry, wait, you didn't not, finish not your story. Yet. Let me, I cut let me you get off. one more thing out. Okay, go ahead. I also want to speak from a different aspect of mm-hmm. the Green Haven Project. You know, um, you know, brother David and Orhe, they're they're into this fully but also from my perspective like I went there because I was going through a lot in my life and it, it able to help you heal because you're just going there to give freely you mm. there's no 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 there's nothing no reward involved but giving and you know just for anybody that just want to walk off the street to come and be a part of the Green Haven project uh, you would find satisfaction in just helping 100% giving what and, do you do you work like in the like the garden and I mean yeah well, I, yeah you know, when you go there you learn how to cultivate you learn mm-hmm. to you know one one week we might just be you know taking out the the thorns uh, or we might be taking out the the, the the sweet potato but everybody would have something else to do when you're there but you know as for a person that just have nothing to do with gardening nobody that's a vegan mm-hmm. you also get a get a satisfaction of just giving from your heart and there's nothing better what about you well you know uh i'm a hip-hop artist you know Mm -hmm. i like to to consider myself a conscious hip-hop artist i use my gifts and my voice for the people who don't really have a voice Mm -hmm. or maybe their voice isn't being heard so i dedicate a lot of my um projects to certain causes that you know uplift the people and really to to attack and combat the social issues that we're facing so to kind of you know reiterate on what they said what we do is called um urban agriculture and there's a lot of benefits to urban agriculture as far as you know providing nutritional value for you know these food deserts these low-income communities um but aside from that it actually serves as a deterrent for climate change you know um these urban gardens are reducing carbon emissions you know drastically pollution so you know it's a very real solution to climate change as well but you know how did we get here i'm one of the few board members that have been here since the jump you know like five six years ago you know what i'm saying it was just a group of us coming together you know shout outs to silent voices of miami judy brown bag lunch gang maurice um young dream chasers they were with us from the jump and it you know it really grew organically this is a very real, in every sense, grassroots organization because everything grew organically. But how do you guys give all the things that you grow for free and and maintain the program, like the Well, the we, we got it for free. We're <laughs> exactly. supposed to give it free. We, we, didn't pay, we, we got it for free. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what it's for. And then also, too, um, we, we have uh, individuals in the group that knows how to... Uh, 
you know, do seedlings mm -hmm. if you want to uh, partake in that real quick. So tell me how you got involved. Well, I met David, let's say about four years ago mm -hmm. in a group called The Light Beings. So mm -hmm. they uh, do breath work and meditation. They kind of mm -hmm. focus on uh, emotional, you know, balance. Recouping and, and, and mm -hmm, regrouping. And being and... able to connect with other people in a vulnerable state. Mm -hmm. um, but from there, every time that David would speak, you know, he would, since he saw that we were a tribe of love, he would be like, hey, come out, bring your love and use it in the community. And he would always speak about uh, being involved with the kids um, in different situations that where they were in foster care, as well as the homeless feedings. And so I've been involved with the group around three or four years. And just in general, I was... Um, because of my parents' religious denomination, they don't believe in dying and go to heaven. Mm. They believe in earth paradise. Mm. So ever since I was a child, it's been installed in me to believe that, you know, that we're meant to live on a beautiful earth where we are one with the animals, that we're here to protect them and love them. And even though I'm not fully vegan yet, you know, it's something that that's it's been in my heart forever. My mm -hmm. grandfather and my grandmother both from Cuba. I was even born there. And mm -hmm. when they lived there, my grandfather cultivated the earth in reference of food. He did coffee and beans mm -hmm. and uh, pumpkins and yeah. a bunch of stuff. And my grandma, she had the flowers. So, you know, he made the food and she made it pretty. Mm -hmm. um, and then she would cook the stuff that he would bring. Yeah. So it's like I've been seeing it my whole life. And my grandfather lived to be 103. And Hello. my grandma, that you know, part. to 96. Hello. You know, so their diets, you know, even though they ate meat you know they're cuban they love pork they love yeah. steak but it was always on the side of all amazing natural, vegetables animals, you know, you know it, <laughs> exactly it was always on the side of amazing vegetables that they usually grew and because i had tasted food that they had grown versus store food even the vegetables from the store they Don't taste, taste watery hello. they do not have the same consistency real chicken tastes different because they eat bugs you know their bones are hard yeah. you know so i've firsthand seen you know um the impact that nutritious food does on the body. Let me know about you So too. once again, my name is Takia. I'm actually a dietitian in the state of Florida, and I've, I've worked in this field for quite a few years, and I've been um, dedicated to nutrition education and just providing that education to the community and my peers for... I could say since I was 16 years old, this has been a passion of mine. And I met Jorge a few years ago mm -hmm. and um, I learned about what it is that he was doing and I was just enticed and I said, you know what, this is like a calling for me. This is something that um, I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to go back into the community. I already work in the profession. I already mm -hmm. do this on the nine to five, but how's it that I can really you know, impact the community in a big way? And I believe just being a part of the Greenhaven Project has allowed me to do so. I'm one of the newbies, one of the new board members, and um, you know, I'm very excited to be here. And, and one of the things that's very important for people to just conceptualize is that, you know, your zip code or area code shouldn't determine your, Hello. you know, quality <laughs> of life, you know, your life expectancy. And unfortunately, we live in a world where that's the case. And if the Greenhaven Project can provide free, fresh, locally grown foods to the community, who would otherwise never receive those type of foods, then, you know, I'm willing to put my time and energy into that um, 100%, 1,000%. Is it only for the residents of Overtown that they can get, or can someone from Fort Lauderdale listening go get free veggies and stuff? Well, we originally we intended for it to be for the locals, mm -hmm. but we didn't want it to just keep it limited to that. Mm -hmm. um, we like to be mindful of just people in need in general, okay. like any anywhere. Um, and we also like to cater towards anybody that 
comes and volunteers and support and all that good stuff. Um, We never turn anybody away. But do you allow people to also purchase the the vegetables? Yes, we do. Um, Or is that considered a donation? Let me make a donation. Yeah, 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 as a donation. Because, you know, unfortunately, what winds up taking place is when people create um, urban uh, farms or urban gardens, um, you know, in a weird way, people see the work they they because they're doing it mm-hmm. and you know they want something in return for it and for me um i just feel that if we started off that way we would just be adding to the gentrification that's mm-hmm. happening in overtown to begin mm-hmm. with because a lot of us don't live in overtown mm-hmm. so why would i take land that that is there that people in the area have been living there all their lives and then cultivate it and then charge them for For something that's not even there to begin with because there is no vegan options in Overtown. There is no Whole Foods in Overtown. And they probably wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) So um, in the end, if the uh, uh, area of a, a space that all they have is nothing but fast food joints, corner stores that are selling our children, you know, chips um, and candy and crap, old stale desert. chips at that, Hello. canned goods that's no good for you, you know, I'm not going to go in there and just be like, hey, I'm just going to join the team. No, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's all about changing the narrative. It's all about, you know, giving back wholeheartedly without wanting anything in return. You know, mm-hmm. so that's okay. that's where we at. Okay, so I want you as well. Okay. Hello, I'm Carolina again, and I met uh, Jorge and David through GMO Free Florida. And right before that, I had actually just uh, left the corporate world because I had a deep calling for many years that I just couldn't escape the corporate world, and I had to help my community. Like that was something that I was that was just deep rooted in me. And then I met. Jorge and David, and um, I was also just had been into organic plant-based foods for a long time. And just to touch on the vegan thing real quick, I just want to want to emphasize that it's all about just eating the most fruits and vegetables that you can. So not necessarily a vegan is going to be healthier than a meat eater. If the meat eater, whoever eats the most most organic fruits and vegetables, is going to be the healthiest person. So Mm. I think spreading awareness about just a lot of things that are unpopular topics in the community have also been something that I'm passionate about, things that were not taught in school, such as raising, you know, knowing how to grow your food, which is so important, or even just knowing how to feed yourself, even if you're not, you know, necessarily growing the food, but just know how to make better options Mm -hmm. and teach children, which are not being taught these kind of things in schools. And even their parents, sometimes they're busy or they just don't have the knowledge themselves to be able to teach them. You know, when we grow up in these different communities where that information is not readily accessible to us, other people have to jump in. And I see it as part of a a community member, as part of my responsibility to leave something behind and just teach people things that are not being taught to them that we need to know and understand. And then also I got into um, 5G and EMF, which is electromagnetic frequency awareness. Mm -hmm. This is another topic that is not talked about at all. Um, and I learned about it through, I also connected through GMO Free Florida with somebody else, um, an environmental toxicologist who basically told me about 5G and how basically 5G is the next generation of cellular technology. And part of that plan is to install cell towers about every 300 feet or so. 
And mm. there's a lot of health effects and a lot of other consequences to humanity and our society as a result of these frequencies that we've never really thought about. You know, everybody has a cell phone in their pocket, everybody, and all of that is pushing this technology out, as well as having iPads in school and Wi-Fi and all this wireless technology. Everybody and, needs service. Right, and all, mm. all our children, Wi-Fi hasn't been along for that long. And just now, like, kids are now born and raised with wireless radiation all around them and nobody really understands what kind of influence that has Mm. the cell towers also affect the crops everything around us so Mm. you know now i'm i'm doing more of that because that's another topic that's just not discussed we need to bring it to the schools we need to teach parents and teachers just safer technology options of course yeah technology is something that we use and it's not going to go away but we need to make it safer and have be, uh, safer standards, especially at schools and for the children. So my main thing right now is just raising awareness and um, spreading information on, on how we can raise our kids healthier and just keep spreading knowledge about topics that are not discussed in school mm-hmm. that children not need to be aware po- of. Not the popular conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, let me hear you. Columbus's. All right, so... Thank you. So, yeah, so um, I... I think everybody started off like how they met Jorge and David, of course. Mm-hmm. So I met Jorge, I believe it was either Yellow Green Farmers Market or an event. I'm not sure. It was an event. It was an event. But then I ran into him again at Yellow Green Farmers Market. And I think that's where we like, we're like exchanged numbers and we're like, you know what? I, I was like, I like what you do. And we, of course, um, I guess it was just kind of like, we, we got more to talk about type of situation. And then, mm-hmm. um, we did, and then we. He also introduced me to actually everyone here in this room, so I'm definitely thankful for that. And he also introduced me to David, and it was um a meeting, basically like a meeting of the minds, you know, um just everyone coming together who was focused on, of course, bettering this, you know, our planet, mm-hmm. and um just re- the reason why we're here today, actually, and um the reason why I, I guess you, I could say the reason why I even went vegan, and the well first. I've always taught children. I've always been involved with um, education. I'm an educator now. I'm a program director in the city of Fort Lauderdale for okay. an aftercare program, and I'm very excited about that because that's obviously my way of being. From the start. From yeah, the kids, right there. Yeah. I'm right there in, in the playing field, I guess you could say. And mm-hmm. um, at first, you know, I've been teaching since I was probably like 15, 16 years old in aftercare. I've always wanted to do that, and I've always wanted to make sure I've told them the truth. Before mm-hmm. not being vegan, it was just more so what I knew as the truth. Yeah. Now that I'm learning about our history, you know, now it's like, okay, now I got to tell them about that. And I feel like I'm, I think it was a book that I call Spook by the Door, is it called? I feel like I'm, yep, by the door. is that yeah. what it's called? Okay, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So basically, I feel like I'm kind of infiltrating, like, okay, here I am, kind of, and just doing my part, and now that I am vegan, it's been about three, four years transitioning, I wasn't just, like, consistently vegan, just like you said yourself, mm-hmm. you were vegan for three months, and you cheated, I went back and forth so many times, mm-hmm. I was, like, a flexitarian, a pescatarian, all these things, yeah. and then, you know, I had a daughter, I have my daughter now, and just, it was kind of just repulsive to me at first, it, it kind of just, when I started smelling it, and then I was like, well, it's for her, so here I'm doing it. So then doing more research, you know, being more, um, of course, it's a trend now, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's nothing to hide, but it's a good trend. You know, right. it's something that's like it's pushing something positive. So I'm for it. And, you know, the world is changing. So it's kind of like, you know, get get kind of get with the program, you know, so and um, just being able to be in this, you know, field of education and being able to spread the truth and 
give um being able to have a word and saying we need healthier food you know and being able to teach them and now you know we have you know being connected to them mm-hmm. we're at green haven project where now i have a direct affiliation with you know an actual nonprofit organization where of course they are in this um, miami just like we said but since i work in the city of fort lauderdale mm-hmm. we can also connect on that so, so that's, that's my way yeah of being able to give back and you know connecting and being able to provide you know a better education for children and, okay and what know. about you please <laughs> So my name is Nicole. I am actually the newest member of the board, um, and I found um, the Green Haven Project. Actually, I moved to Miami from New York, mm-hmm. and I didn't have as many friends. You know, like I kind of was going through like a, a depression, and, and like Bottle said, um, I found them on Instagram, and mm-hmm. I just showed up one day, didn't know anybody, and just got my hands dirty, you know? Like, literally, yeah, just got my hands dirty, and I started m- meeting so many people, and I really started to learn. I've been vegetarian um, for about three years, and mm-hmm. um, definitely moving towards being vegan, eating a lot more organic fruits and vegetables, and what really struck me about um, the Greenhaven Project, and especially where we're located in in Overtown, is the the low income community. Um, and uh, and the topic of gentrification, mm-hmm. and it's real, and it's really happening all over in Miami, and especially in Overtown. And um, you know, the average income of a family um, of two working parents is about thirty thousand dollars in Overtown. Mm-hmm. But the starting prices of property is two hundred and you know two hundred and ten thousand, mm-hmm. but really up the the average is about six hundred and sixteen thousand you <laughs> know thousand dollars. And mm-hmm. how how is somebody who makes thirty thousand dollars a year ever going to afford that? And they're not. But ironically, Overtown is um, the Miami real estate market report, they rank Overtown as 2019 and 2020's hottest real estate market. But mm. for who? The question is exactly. for who? Exactly, not them. You know? Not us. And what happens to the people who are who are there? So mm-hmm. what our goal is in in our community of Overtown to provide these fruits and vegetables for them, to provide them of the knowledge of gentrification and what is going on in their neighborhood, um, to provide them with some financial literacy so they can, you know, save and, you know, at least try to combat what's happening in their neighborhood and really just bringing awareness, not just to Overtown, but the surrounding communities, because it's it's spreading, you know, and the yeah, gentrification, the it's going to com- it's going to continue to spread. So and- I want all of you and not to interrupt. No, I'm no, sorry, because no. we're really out of time. Please give your contact information like uh, for the um, Greenhaven project where if they want to volunteer, how they can get involved. Like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the best way to find us, which I think is the best way for everybody, uh-huh. um, is on IG. You can okay. find us at the Green Haven Project. Okay. So Green Haven Project. Yes. So make sure you follow the Green Haven's pro- the Green Haven Project because I said so, and um, and it's a it's an awesome positive thing. I really want you guys to come back because I hate that we ran out of time, but I really want you guys to come back because this is a topic that affects everybody, not just low income, it's all incomes, but really our low incomes, we have a misconception that we can't afford to eat good and eat healthy, I should say, as well. So I want to thank you guys for stopping by and make sure you follow them, green.haven.project on IG. And are you guys on Facebook as well? 
Yes, yeah. the Greenhaven Green Project. Project. The Greenhaven Project on, on Facebook. And also, Cindy, we want to thank you for no having worries. us. Thank and you. Thank you for having a community show, which, no. you know, give an outlet for everybody like us. Thank you very much. No worries. And you'll be back. I, I say it right now. You'll be back. Top of the year. You'll be back. Yes. I'm, I'm scheduling it right now as we speak. Word. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jam. Spread love. Thank you. Yeah. Love, love, love. <laughs>